And maybe you're out there and you're thinking, I'm really attracted to Rick Moranis, and that's great. Welcome to Your Inner Child is an Idiot, the podcast where we look back on things from our childhood and see if they're any good. My name is DJ, and today we have a special guest. Hello. Laura L.T. Taylor. Hi. Hello. What's up, DJ? Oh, not much. <laughs> uh, full disclosure, I are, we already recorded this because I fucked it up We got to do it again. Um, Damon is not here. He's in jolly old England. London town. Just gallivanting, I think, is what you do over there. Mm-hmm. Have you been to England? I have. Have you? Yes. I cool, me too. think it's amazing. Um, I liked it. As far as I know, it's all just on fire, a post-apocalyptic, post-Brexit wasteland right now. Have so, they Brexited? Because I stopped have, paying attention. They have Brexited, but they have a transition period of I, I don't know, some a year, maybe? I don't know. So it's like happened, but not yet. Like none of the things that are bad they about it or it. good about it, depending so on they your haven't. opinion. So they haven't technically done it, but they've done it. I see. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, uh, we're going to watch... Little Giants. Ah, yes. 1994. A sports ball movie. Because we are fans of the sports. We love sports. DJ Uh, and I watch the Super Bowl together every year, except this year. It's true. But the truth is, we're in it for the halftime show. Well, yes. What did you think of this this year's halftime show? We never talked about that. I enjoyed it very much. I have, um, I think you and I both agree that Prince is the best. That nothing has topped it raining during Purple Rain. Yeah, it's definitely one of my top favorite. Super Bowl shows of all time. But also and I there, love Prince, so. Yes, same. Yeah. It's an easy, yeah. easy A. But um, my other favorites are Tom Petty, Tom which is great. like classically good, yeah. and Beyonce. No, yes. Both Beyonce's yes. were great. Yeah. I think that she, it's about a big show, and she puts on a big show. Yeah. Um, this, I thought, was good, but in a different way. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I think if I had paid good money to see this show at Bridgestone, I would have been a little disappointed. Right. You know, but I thought they, what I, I thought Shakira was like the super secret star. Right. Because I think everyone knows that JLo is forever gorgeous. Right. Can dance and sing. Mm-hmm. Um, and act. That's right. Yeah. And and now they know she can, you know, be on a stripper pole. They call, That's why they call her a three times person. A triple threat. I'm pretty sure it's three times person. <laughs> right. Um, no, I enjoyed it. I, I didn't hate it. I didn't yeah. understand the kind of backlash. I'm like... I mean, I just... Need I, to, like, I, it felt kind of racist to me, to be honest. Yeah. Um, I'm like... I'm a, I'm even afraid to like be lumped in with people when I don't like something because the way people don't like stuff... Like, mm. you know, say whatever you want, whatever. But like, like if I'm like, ah, I didn't really like that. Like for me... I thought it was okay. I thought the dancing was amazing. Some of it was like super amazing, and some of it was like, okay, that's uh, okay. Yeah. Um, but I didn't feel like they have the songs for me because they just, I just didn't like. They didn't resonate for me. I don't love old J Lo, and I don't love. I love like. I mean, even Shakira's songs that were hits, I never like loved them. I think she's an amazing dancer. I think she can. Yeah. Like, her voice is weird, but but when it, she like, showed up behind the drum set, did you kind of squeal a little? No, because that was that felt weird. Really, it felt a little, a little. I, I mean, I I think Bruno Mars is the entertainer of our generation, right? 
However, when he was on the drums, it was also kind of weird. But it was also how they how they started the show, like with the when he did the Super Bowl and they Mm. like came out. It was also like I'd seen him do it at the Grammys, and so I think when he did the Super Bowl, I was like, eh. It's just like the way they have to do it is so. I've also felt this one was so quick, like it was too quick. Right, the medleys were like half a verse and a quarter of a chorus or something like it's like i'm i get a little bit dizzy when you do too many uh too many (laughs) things in a row like that but all that to say like i don't even want to say that anywhere online because i'm like people that do disagree are like really angry about it and i think that's just the world we're living in right now that's right and it's like it was a B minus. It was fi- like it was fine, and the Super Bowl is like I love watching it just because of, like the sheer spectacle of it, the sheer totally. idea totally. that all that happens in that amount of time is insane. No matter if it's someone whose music I like, think is okay, or hate, it kind of doesn't matter. I just like seeing that whole thing go down. Right. Like anyway. Anyway. Sports ball. Sports ball. That's what we're here for. Relevant. We love it. Uh, this is also a timely. Uh, movie that we're watching because Rick Moranis is coming back. That's right. He's, DJ just explained to me in the yeah. unrecorded segment <laughs> that Rick Moranis is coming back for a Honey, I Shrunk the Kids sequel. Yes, that's as I understand it, I read maybe a sentence of an article, so I'm More an than expert. Me. I'm an expert now. Correct. Or you're a white male, so. Yes. Well, I'm an expert on everything. What do you want to know? <laughs> ask me. You want to know about women's rights? Um, Who should I vote for? No, don't answer. Shit. <laughs> Um, so he, his, his wife passed away and he right. stepped away he's been from gone. acting. He's yeah. Been he's gone. a very, very I did time. know that he was, he always shows up on those articles, you know, when you're reading some Whatever celebrity news. To, yeah, right. Yeah. And this guy disappeared, but he's still alive. Right. You thought he was dead, <laughs> but he like, he didn't like make a big thing about it. He just like had a tragedy and then stepped away from acting and just kind of never came back. Wasn't like bitter. It didn't seem like he was bitter about it or whatever. He just liked being a dad and didn't need to do it. And so he just kept being a dad. And then he did a country album a few years ago. I don't remember. It was like not a funny. This is something I didn't know 15 minutes ago. Yeah. It's not like funny. It was just kind of like Rick Moranis saying country songs. You are kind of the Rick Moranis expert. I guess I am. I don't think you should be shy about it. Well, you know, if you're gonna if you're gonna idolize someone growing up like I did, Rick Moranis. <laughs> were you like? Did you ever watch like SCTV? Did you ever watch any of that? I never caught any of that. No, I don't know what you're saying. Okay, it was like a it was a Canadian SNL. Oh, and that's where like Rick Moranis, Eugene Levy, a lot of those people. Oh wow, like, kind no, of, kind of got their start. Yeah, Kids in the Hall. Uh, is that Canadian? It was before Kids in the Hall. Okay. I mean, Yes. Um, Kids in the Hall. I know things. I know things. Yeah, no. Kids in the Hall was like more surreal sketch comedy, and this was a little bit more. I haven't seen a ton of SCTV, so I'm kind of speaking a little bit out of So he was a comedian? Yes. Yeah, he came from that that. comedy. He had a thing with. uh, I'm going to screw up. I can't remember names. Name a movie. Dave Thomas. Oh. Name a movie he's in that's not a honey, I shrunk the kids movie. Ghostbusters. Oh, duh. Ghostbusters 2. Right. Yeah. That's my favorite. That's probably where I've learned. That's your number one Rick Moranis Yeah, that, I probably, because that was before Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, the first one. So I, I definitely saw that first. Uh, definitely Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Anyway, so the premise of this movie. Right. So I cheated. Okay. Yeah. I did a little bit of research because I was trying to prove that Ladybugs is a more popular movie, <laughs> which, <laughs> is the one, with which is the one that I had more of an attachment to, but then I realized that. 
it wouldn't really. I don't think anyone would be interested in knowing. Listen, there, there are no rules on this podcast. We'll cover ladybugs we'll do, another we'll time. We'll do it. We'll yeah. do it. Um, so Jonathan Brandis and Devin Sawa are both. Okay. It's That's Sawa. Casper. It's Sawa. Yeah. Sawa. Okay. Casper. Uh, there are are uh, competing hotties. Competing hotties in these two movies. Okay. I think maybe I had more of a loyalty to Jonathan Brandis. Okay. Uh, he got more time in Tiger Beat, but right. Devin Sawa. I mean that. That last five minutes of Casper when he's walking down the stairs, I probably watched that on repeat a hundred times. Uh-huh. I can't explain it to you. I mean, I think we can explain it. I'm more into Devin Sawa than I am the tomboy girl in this movie. Um, even though I do think I had maybe the tiny... When I look back on my life yeah. as uh, a gay person who wasn't gay yet, I right. do think... Were you like it. forcing it a little or maybe, was there maybe because it's all I had. Right. Because she's also in an American president. Right. Um, and that, that's one I think daughter. that right. you should do. And I'd like to oh, be yes. there because I love that movie. Because what child didn't love an American president? Sort of a, a you can probably guess this about me, <laughs> Aaron Sorkin super fan. So I'm even as that. a child. Um, I don't I think I knew who that was. In the, in the right, trailer. but you're like walking and talking. Yeah, look at him. Look at him walk. Look at him talk. <laughs> Same time. Um, Always oh. passing papers back and forth. Right. <laughs> talking over each other yeah. really quickly. Um, this movie is not an Aaron Sorkin movie. No. <laughs> I don't remember much about it, but in my cheating, I did re- remember that it's about Rick Moranis creates a little league team to compete against his older brother, Ed O'Neill. Okay. Because children. Ed O'Neill has like a, he's got the Yankees of peewee football. Okay. You know, and, and maybe he cheats or something. I don't know. Right. But he won't let Rick Moranis' daughter on the team for okay. Yeah. Okay. normal reasons. Right. And Rick Moranis, I think his daughter's mad because I think she's pretty uh, athletic. Right. I could be getting this wrong. She's the kicker. Is that right? In this? Maybe. Am I remembering that wrong? Maybe. I remember yeah. all their pads are like put together from right. like there's a little kid scrap the metal bubble. yard. I remember that. There's one kid who's like strangely ripped that I'm sure would make Damon uncomfortable because he's got the, um, you know, the Rufio abdomen. Oh, yeah. You know, it's like he's got abs, but he shouldn't. <laughs> it's too early for abs. Yeah, Devin's Devin Sawa's in this. He's the hottie. Is he like? I don't remember. I remember her having a crush on someone, but I'm like, it's got to be him. I'm just, well, every time I'm going to put my him, money on it, and I don't remember. I believe you. I also don't remember being obsessed with this movie, but yeah. I'm sure I saw it multiple times. I'm sure it was yeah. just on TV, sort of like um, you know what else? The one I liked. You guys did this one where his arm winds up and he becomes a pitcher. Rookie for, of the year. Yeah, yeah. It lives in that like rookie of the year, Mighty Ducks, like. Disney fan. I, I don't actually know if this is Disney. It feels like a Disney movie. Mm, probably. But like it's in that Disney like family movie sports vibe. Loved all those movies. Right. Not sure how well it's going to hold up, to be honest. I think we'll enjoy it. Yeah. I think we will feel good. That's what I'm looking for in a feel good movie. Yeah, me too. <laughs> We're going to eat some burgers and Correct. watch some Little Giants. We'll be back in a minute. Bye. LT, before we get back to the show, I have to tell you about something. Okay. We have uh, something called uh, a Patreon page. Bonjour. It's French for uh, people who Patreon. support podcast. P- betrayal. Is that what you said? <laughs> Patreon. Oh, Patreon. 
Um, it, it, you go to patreon.com slash you and child is an idiot and you can I've become a patron. It. Did you know this? Did you even know that you could support this podcast? I have to tell you something. What? I'm a patron. <gasps> no. Yes. We, we, we. Oh my God. How is it so embarrassing? I was explaining <laughs> to you like you didn't even know. I well, know. hopefully we can use this for some other purpose, like just letting someone else who happens to be listening that you could go to patreon.com slash you and child is an you idiot. You could. And if, and if your credit card is expired, DJ will text you. <laughs> <laughs> and, and ask you if you realize <laughs> that it hasn't been charging your card for months. We're um, very vigilant I about owe, this. I owe you like 40 bucks. <laughs> no, she's wrong. We're very vigilant about this. We will police this very closely. You'll get a personal text from DJ <laughs> if you don't pay. And if you do pay, he'll leave you alone. I'll just leave you alone. So that's what you get. That's uh, one of our membership levels. <laughs> Highest level, DJ will leave, leave, leave you alone they forever. They won't read your name, and DJ will text you <laughs> if you don't. <laughs> Perfect. LT, we're back. What's up, Deej? We watched... Little Giants. We did. Little Giants. I, I had realized I had a question for you that okay. I should have asked earlier. I okay. wonder, is it okay if I ask it now? Of course. Did you play football? I have a wonderful story about that. I'm sorry, I was reaching for a minute. No. And this uh, is not this is not like a... We have set not, up? No. No, no, no. It's not set up. I, I actually have down peewee football, and the reason I wrote peewee football is because I wanted to tell you the story. Okay, good. Um, So I think I might have told this on the podcast earlier, so I'll, I'll wrap it up, but like... I wanted to play football so bad, and the the Pee Wee football team it was called the Eager Beavers <laughs> football. Like we, I'm from Beaver Creek, Ohio. Oh, there you it go. It's called Eager Beavers. Was it one team? I didn't know that Beaver was a name for vaginas at okay. the time. I was too young, but I was like 12, I think maybe 13. Is 12? that what? Is that the age range? What's the age range? I think range? they're like 10 or 11 or something, but I don't whatever age it is. But it's, yeah, around that 10, 11, 12, that kind of elementary thing. school. Yes. Fourth, yeah. fifth grade. Yeah, like late elementary. Got it. Um, and I don't know. I'm sure there's younger leagues or whatever, but it's usually like touch football. This is like tackle football starts. in for us, it was like, I think, going into junior high. So okay. It must have been, for, which for me was seventh grade. I think now it's middle school or whatever. But um, I wanted to, to go. So I'm like big Cincinnati Bengals fan mm-hmm. uh, for whatever that's worth. Listen. Just very little. <laughs> I'm right there with you. Um, oh, that's right. When you're from Kentucky... Just That's a little aside, team. you have yeah. to pick St. Louis or Cincinnati when it comes to professional sports. And okay. we were Reds fans, and therefore we were Bengals fans. Right. Well, there wasn't even a Nashville team when we were growing up. No. They were later. No. Yeah. I did, for my sixth grade birthday party, make all my friends go to see the Nashville Sharks, which was our minor league hockey team. Oh, wow. How was that? Did it that was- make you popular? <laughs> <laughs> my friends came with me <laughs> and remained my friends after. Oh, it was good. really fun. I, I'm sure that was. I'm yeah. sure it was really fun. Um, so I wanted to play football really bad. Loved. For, I like my uh, cousin sent me this picture of me in like a Boomer Esiason oh outfit God. that uh, like I had for Halloween. But I also would wear it all the time. Like I just loved football and baseball. Those were like my things. And uh, I'm on the way to tryouts. My mom. I think we like pulled over in a shell station and she was like, we're not doing this. Like 
she was like, we're not, I'm, you're, I, I can't let you play football. Like, wow. We were like on the way. I don't, you know, maybe I'm like dr- dramatizing this, but I'm pretty sure we were like on the way. I bet at the time you were oh, pretty pissed. Oh, I was pissed. so mad. I'm sure I didn't talk to her for seven to 10 hours. Um, I'm so, so glad that she did that. Now, <laughs> yeah. I mean, like if you play football and you love football, like I get it. Like that's great. But like just the I consequences, wonder, I would have gotten destroyed too. I was very small for my age. I wonder where she was coming from too, because this was kind of way before we sort of knew the the real dangers of football. Yeah. I, we definitely didn't know the extent. I mean, she knew that I was like small and chubby and would have been destroyed by larger children. So that was probably enough <laughs> for my mom. And, you know, she let me, you know, she was very supportive. You know, when I got into comic books, she would take me to the comic book store every, every week uh, when new comics on Wednesday, comic book day. Mm-hmm. Um, she would, you know, when I got into music, she would like, you know, help me uh, pay for guitar lessons and help me like save money for guitar and like, you know, all that kind of stuff. So like she was always super supportive. She wanted to be you could tell she wanted to be supportive, but this was just like she's just like I can't do it. And I'm like I totally get it now. I didn't get it for the longest time, even when I kind of was like over it. Right. Cuz I just wasn't in sports anymore. I had kind of moved on. But like I was so mad at the time and now I'm, that's one of those things where you're like you know, sometimes <laughs> parents know what they're talking about. Things work out. In this movie, however, they let all the little kids who shouldn't be playing football Play football. That's right. Uh, do you want to recap this movie? I do. Please. I'm ready. Please. This movie is about two brothers. There is an older successful brother, played by Ed O'Neill, who's a Heisman Trophy winner, among other things. Chews a lot of gum. And he owns like a successful car dealership. His younger brother is nerdy and owns the gas station, Rick Moranis. Rick Moranis. Seymour. Suddenly Seymour. Yeah. And the movie opens with them as children. You can tell they have kind of a... You know, a mismatch kind of brother situation. Um, One is tall and big and strapping and sportsman like, (laughs) and the other is like scrawny with glasses and talks a lot and, but, you know, looks up to his older brother. Flash forward, Rick Moranis is a single dad with his daughter who's nicknamed Icebox Icebox. because she loves football and her uncle is coaching. Her uncle's uh, Ed O'Neill. He is coaching. The little league peewee team mm-hmm. and going to take them to the championship. And he's, Damn having, right he is. he's having tryouts and he doesn't pick the daughter. Can't believe it. And so she she's is the, the best, one. She's the best player there. She is the best player there. She's like uh, a natural. Yeah. And everybody knows it and is surprised. Even uh, Ed O'Neill's wife is surprised mm-hmm. that they don't pick her. So Rick Moranis starts another team at his daughter's insistence, and it's mm-hmm. a ragtag group of every type of child. There's represented. no way these kids are going to play <laughs> any games. We have no idea how many kids are on this team exactly. <laughs> yeah. But uh, in a matter of what seems like three days, yeah. they form a team, they gather some players, they play a championship football game, and they win. Basically, there's a one-town, one-team rule, and so they have a one-game playoff to see which team has the right right to be the team because it was older brother's team, but now they've got this upstart bunch. Right. So the whole town is involved. The police officers are making announcements from their cars (laughs) at night, wishing everyone good night. It's just a normal thing that happens. The old men in the diner are betting on it. Very adorable. (laughs) Um, this whole thing takes place in the small town of Urbania, Ohio. Yeah. So tell me about how you felt Ohio was represented in this movie. Well, let me tell you about Urbania. Oh, is it a real place? No. But okay. there is a town called Urbana. Oh. Which is, did they add an I? Yeah. I thought it was weird because it's like if it's just going to be 
if it's going to be Urbana, why don't you just make it Urbana? Like, who cares? It's, I mean, Urbana's a small town. I don't know how it, I, I don't know if I've been there. It's like a small town relatively close to where I grew up. So it's like, I know the name, but I don't know if I've been there. And if I would have, I wouldn't know what I did there. You know what I mean? It's not like big enough to be like a rival city right. or like in, in high school sports or anything like that. Maybe it is. I don't remember. But Urbania is made up. It's just so weird. It's like being like Columbia, Ohio. It's right. like, why don't you just make it Columbus? Right. Anyway, uh, I thought Ohio was represented fine, I guess. I mean, this town is obsessed with the older brother, the older ocean. It is. They have a copy of his Heisman Trophy as in a statue version Yeah. Uh, at the football field, which I guess is where... Yeah. Everyone plays football. Well, and he still lives there, so it kind of makes sense that because right. he's probably responsible for like the stadium's named after him. So he maybe he you know he paid for that, right? He donated money to the school. He era. loves being loved. He's like yeah. goes to the diner every day to recount the the big play to the old totally. man and a lot of Al Bundy vibes there. Yeah, he's got one note. Yeah, he plays it well. Yeah, no, I mean the because like wasn't that Al Bundy's thing too? Is like he he got four. Touchdowns in one game. I would always talk about that. That was like his glory days. I don't know. Yes, and the wrong girl. <laughs> um, not a Disney movie. No, Warner Brothers. Warner Brothers. Amblin Entertainment, produced by Steven Spielberg's company. Oh, huh. One year before Casper, so this is right before the Sawa Devin. explosion. Yeah, <laughs> the Sawa sounds. The Sawa sounds. Did did Sawa play? The, like he was the voice of Casper too, as well as like yes. when Casper was. No, okay. I don't know. I don't know. I'm making shit up. Okay, because I know maybe like, when he appears as a boy, obviously that's different. Yeah. But that's like for like one scene at the end of the. Movie. It's just one scene. Yeah. Um. Very good scene. Was the young Rick Moranis in this? The kid from the Sandlot, or did he just have the same glasses? See, I just kept saying yes to all your questions like that. Yeah. Because it would make sense I, to my brain. Because I ask a lot of dumb questions. No. The movie. Oh. But it looked like him. I'm going to look it up right now. Do you want to entertain the people while I Google? Yeah. So I made a list of all the types of children that were represented. Oh, yeah. Stereotypes. Archetypes. Yeah. And it starts out really strong. You know, you've got uh, the fat kid. Got to have the You got the girl, the one girl, the black kid, (laughs) the the wimpy kid, nerdy kid. The cowboy. (laughs) No, I'm I'm getting there. (laughs) The bully. Then then you start to stretch your legs a little bit. You got (laughs) the cowboy kid. Which is just the kid that wears cowboy clothes, obsessed, always riding a right. pony, obsessed. His, so is his dad. Yeah. The abandoned kid, the hot kid, and the allergy kid. <laughs> also, maybe the Jewish kid. Who's was the, the allergy kid. kid also the Jewish kid? Uh, there was a little bit of that. Like, uh, it wasn't, they didn't go there. But that was kind of like, it was just that, like, stereotype of the overprotective mother. Yes. So it could have been, you I know, feel like some he nods. made some, like... Some jokes, and he and Rick Moranis were like, yeah, you're funny. That I don't think that was the same kid. There were other other unexplained kids, I felt like, that popped up near the end. Uh, Other, like, archetypes? No. Stereotypes? There would just be, like, a kid, and I'd be like, which kid is that? Maybe it was Cowboy Kid. Well, I understand why in there, because they... They never... I almost said rehearsed. They almost almost never rehearsed with full pads. Um, (laughs) I almost said rehearsal too. (laughs) (laughs) Like they've only had one rehearsal. (laughs) They'll never be ready for for opening night. (laughs) 
Um, <laughs> um, yeah, they they in rehearsal they they were always like pretty much they had like little kind of helmets on, but I I kind of get it because once they're in full pads, when you actually get to the game, which is a bulk of the last half of the movie, um, it's harder to tell. I mean, they have names on the back, and the, like the, the little kid is obvious, right? Which one he which is? Which kid but, is which? But the it, little kid is allergy kid. Yeah. He was our favorite, right? Bur- well, was it Burgermeister or what was his last name? Burgermeister. I, I can't do that. He had like they all had nicknames on the back, which was cool. But he it was, was cool, but I didn't have time to catch all those. Right. Yeah. You know, I only knew Icebox, which Rad is Dad. Becky, because they said it so many times. Well, and that was like actual nickname. The the rest of them were kind of like nicknames just for the jerseys. Right. And then it's like But when they were doing that cute little the living room that's announcing true. the team. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. We liked Allergy Kid. Allergy Kid was the best. Um, I'm trying to get Jake Berman. That's his name? Yeah, that was his actual name, Nerdy Kid. I think of Nerdy Kid as the guy who invented the place, who didn't play oh, on the team. Oh, okay. He could also be Gay Kid. Yeah, Coded Gay. Yeah, the jury's out. Well, is Becky Gay Kid? No, because she's into, she's Tomboy. She's not. She might be. Well, true, because... Every gay girl I know is into JTT and Devin Sawa. Right. And Jonathan Brandis. I mean, look at him. <laughs> Will you look at him? It's when she, whenever she shows up in the beginning of the movie, like memories flow. I was like, Icebox. Yeah, I did. Because right. I didn't remember her nickname when we were recounting this. But like as soon as she showed up, it was like, Right, Icebox. Right, right, right. She's the good player. Right. And at first, we couldn't remember if she was. It's good really or good because, uh, you know, the fridge. Was big in the eighties, uh-huh. like it totally makes sense. It's a good. Uh, she's like a little fridge. I get it. It's a good. Uh, it's a good nickname. Yeah, it is good. Yeah, I thought that this movie was surprisingly not homophobic or sexist. Yeah, had like I mean, for a mid nineties town in uh, in Ohio, like it had a pretty diverse cast. Yeah, and like we're. I mean, the whole they there's like sexism, but it's touched on. Like it's part of the plot. Like right. that she's, you know, she's the reason that he doesn't pick her. There is her a subplot, which I skipped in my recounting. Yes. Which is that. Oh, we're going to get to that. Becky is is dealing with puberty. Yes. And she loves football. Yeah. Doesn't get to play. This whole thing is her idea. Yeah. But then they score. They find this kid with what a cannon he's got. What an arm. What a hunk. <laughs> what a hunk is what she says. It's Devin Sawa. As we predicted, this is the guy she has a crush on. Yeah. And he's nice and hot. Mm-hmm. Hot and nice. He likes her. You can tell like maybe not romantically, but right. not, not But they're pals. He's not, he's not mean. Yeah. Or a bully at all. He's just happy to be playing. Yeah. At first you think the other team's going to steal him, but then they find somebody better. We'll he's got a hot him. mom. He's got a hot mom that Rick Moranis liked when he was younger. So they Mm -hmm. both have crushes on them, which is weird. At first I thought there's a flashback in the beginning when the brothers are children. There's also some weird flash of Rick Moranis looking at some blonde girl. Yeah. And the first blonde girl he talks to in the movie as adults is his brother's wife. And so I spent the next 15 minutes being like, (laughs) how is this going to play out? Right. But then there's another blonde lady. Yeah. Only blonde ladies allowed. That's a lot, a lot of rural Ohio. Right. 
good-looking blonde ladies. Mm-hmm. That's just the way it is. But Becky's dealing with her crush on Sawa, mm-hmm. and but also wanting to play football, and she's yep. starting starting to realize that she's distracted by his handsomeness, right? And she's not playing as well. The other players are noticing it, and they're teasing her. But mm-hmm. I will say the teasing is like very friendly because they yeah. all respect her, right? And they she's know the she's the best the player, yeah. and they need her on the team. But um, you know. In the end, she decides, instead of playing in the big game, to become a cheerleader. Because she thinks that's what he likes. She thinks that that's her only chance of right. getting the guy. To be a girly girl. Right. Did that, as a kid, did that, like, do you remember that resonating with you as, like, kind of, a, were you kind of a tomboy? You I was definitely a tomboy. Yeah. I definitely went as Lawrence Taylor, yeah. an actual New York giant right. for Halloween. No, I did not wear blackface. I just <laughs> think I didn't even think of that, but thank you for clarifying. <laughs> um, like I would. But the JCPenney catalog had uh, Halloween costumes. Yeah. And they had football players. And for each team, they had one number. And for the Giants, Boomer Esiason well, for was, me. It was yeah. Boomer for you. Yeah. It was Lawrence. It was LT for me. Wonderful. And this is why we talked a little bit earlier about my nickname, which is not going to make the podcast because <laughs> DJ forgot to record <laughs> the funniest conversation. But we did talk a little bit about my initials, which right. I did not ask to be called LT when I was younger because right. Lawrence Taylor was a huge celebrity. Right. And would it like me be going by MJ or right. MJ? It would be, it would have, it was outrageous. He was, he was such a huge star. Yeah. And so, um, I had a relationship to football in that way. I right. did like, I always knew I liked boyish things. But no, what I don't remember when I watched the movie, if I thought, um, I think I probably thought that's stupid. She should just play the game. <laughs> <laughs> He's not going to like you. Right. Yeah. He doesn't like you like that. Right. Um, but I don't remember. But I just was glad that she, she just rejoined the team in the second half. Yeah, she gets she fed up. Yeah. And she's like. Call me Icebox to her dad. And then Junior Sawa is like, yeah, welcome back, Icebox. And she's like, call me Becky. Yeah. It was, was good. It was really good. It was really good because she kind of finds that middle ground. She's like, I'm going to be myself. Right. But also I want you to see me as a girl. I'm a girl. Yes. Yeah. Um, she has a go-kart, which is Super pretty badass. Cool. Super cool. She, like, the... Cowboys, the young players who make the team come and bully some of the kids, which is like really just kicking a guy when he's down. There's two car races in this movie, kind of. Two go-kart? Yeah, that's right. Because later Rick Moranis is in the go-kart and he races Ed O'Neill in the the Corvette. (laughs) In search of the newest player, Spike. Spike. We haven't really touched on Spike. so we can wait. Yeah. We can save Spike for later if you'd like. (laughs) Well, that's uh, all I have is uncomfortable abs. (laughs) Which I I talked about. I remember which version I mentioned it in, but I'm pretty sure it got it's on record. Yeah, he's clearly abs make me uncomfortable. He's like 50 years older than everybody else. The ages are hard to determine in this movie. Some of the kids look three, and and I'm not good at this anyway. Right, but we all thought Devin Sawa seemed a little old. Yeah, you know, and he was, but he is kind of baby faced. Right, you know, this was only a year before Casper. Many years before Final Destination. Yes. One and two, I believe. <laughs> was he in both? One and two? 
I think so, but I just looked at IMDb. I did not see. In those what movies. creative way did he die? Do you remember? No, I never saw them. I hope he became a ghost. That'd I be a only read back. IMDb. I don't watch movies. <laughs> this is the first movie I've seen in years. <laughs> That's not true. Um, what are we talking about? Oh yeah, this is why. I mean, like in real life. Like the the differences between the kids is part of the conflict, right? Like mm-hmm. all the kids that make the Cowboys team are generally bigger. Oh, the Cowboys are the 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 good the good, the team. good team. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, you know this is why you have like age groups because kids grow so fast that even if you have all twelve year olds, you're going to have giant twelve year olds. You're going to have little twelve year olds. But if right. you did eleven through thirteen year olds, you're going to have Kids the size of a mouse and kids the size of a giant. It's just, just what happens. Yeah. Um, it's uh, But these are like kind of like they play it for laughs, obviously. But mm-hmm. it's like this kid, Spike, is like six foot tall and like broided up. There's no reason he should be in this same league with these kids. And there is a scene where he only refers to himself in the third person. Yeah. And then never does it again. Yeah. And he doesn't get a lot of dialogue after that, but it is really weird. Yeah, Spike doesn't. Spike is in Pee Wee Hell. Spike doesn't play with girls. Yeah, he's a real dick. He joins the Little Giants first, and because then, Rick Moranis wins the, wins the car race because his yes, go kart can that's right. yeah. go underneath a uh, train tracks yes. in front of a train. <laughs> of a train. <laughs> Wouldn't recommend it, but it did it did work. Did seem dangerous. Well, then he basically misleads the guy who who has moved to town to get Spike on this Pee Wee football team, which is bonkers outrageous and two weeks before the game or like a week before the game at this point and then it seems like 24 hours but yes yeah and then he basically is like are you coach o'shea and the answer is yes but he's looking for ed o'neill's character but after being on the team for a little bit he his father realizes it and comes to pick him up with ed o'neill yeah takes him to the real the real team and then spikes their secret weapon even in the game when they finally have a game, he, they're just handing it to Spike every get, every play because yeah. he just runs through the team until Icebox Icebox comes back. And they find themselves, you know, mm-hmm. they're a team. I LT. really I really liked the uh, so the, the if you want to know the details, <laughs> the first half of the game, okay, yeah, the the Cowboys score three touchdowns, twenty one points. They also make all their kicks, yeah. but they don't show all the kicks. No, that's boring. Like, Nobody wants to see. Do that. I feel like kicks are real. Uh, it's like free throws, you know. You got to show the kicks. I think so. Well, I mean, in a real game, yes. Maybe because kids don't understand football. Yeah. But I feel like other sports movies show the kicks because you having that one point difference. Right. You know. Right. I guess I watched a lot of Friday Night Lights, as in all of it twice. <laughs> yes. <laughs> to be specific. Anyway, at halftime, they are down by three touchdowns. Yes. And they are dejected, and they want to quit, and the other coaches. You know, telling his brother Gloating. he should just quit. And Rick Moranis kind of has a glimmer in his eye. And he's like, you know, my brother always beat me at everything. But one time I beat him. And that becomes their mantra. Yeah. One, time. one time. They could beat us 99 times out of 100, but we could beat them once. So they're real underdogs. And they all start recounting stories of their older brothers and how one time this and one time that's very inspiring. It's, very a, good, it's a good little halftime speech. I liked it. Yeah. Um We've also got like uh, the thing that got me on board with this movie. I mean, I was I wanted to like this movie, but like the thing that got me this time around was the training montage. I'm always mm. I'm a sucker for a good training montage for sure. 
and you've got little kids being funny and skinny and I, I weird did looking. write at the beginning. Did yeah. kids write these jokes? Because all the jokes at the beginning yeah. were like, kick them in the balls, yeah. farting in the faces, kid jokes. Yeah. But it also felt realistic to like the shit yeah. that kids do to each other, yeah. you know? Especially little boys. Like little, farting and yeah. yeah, throwing it in their face and yeah. Right. There were three kicks in the balls. Did yeah. we count? And then we had a long... <laughs> DJ's wife and I had a long conversation with DJ about... <laughs> Uh, not ball specifically, but cups, cups, yeah. sports cups and how they're, they fit on there and do they actually protect or does it make it worse? And we've got a lot of information. Yeah. So if you just join the Patreon, they do. <laughs> yeah. We'll release as a will, special. <laughs> we'll tell you all about I'll it. I'll text you everything you want to know about, <laughs> about cups, cups and jokes, Jeff. <laughs> to answer your questions, they fit if you get the right size <laughs> and yes, they help if you get hit directly. And in no, the it's not a thong. And no, it's not a thong. Because that would not be fun to play sports in. But the kids' jokes subsided af- after a while. It was only the first 30 minutes, I yeah, think. Yeah, they they get some, like, wacky stuff that happens in the game where, like, there's, like, an imprint of the kid in the ground. Right. And a bit of hy- he's got hijinks with, like, he has, like, some sort of glue. That the oh, kid, right. There's the one kid receiver. with slippery hands who yeah. just can't catch the ball. Yeah. But he can catch toilet paper. Yeah. For some reason. Because that's where they found the quarterback throwing toilet paper into a shopping store, basket. Right? Yeah. And uh, so he puts this goop on his hands. It looks like tar. And yeah. it, it puts too much of it and his hands stick together and then they stick on his thing and Jersey, he can't catch yeah. the ball. Yeah. But eventually, of course he does. But it was that yeah. was also, it was all very because wacky. Because he visualizes toilet paper, DJ. Yeah. That's what I always try to do when I'm... <laughs> doing anything i remember you laughed when when they actually switched to toilet paper during the training montage yeah. to try to see if he could catch that and he could and he hands the football to somebody and says put this in the bathroom <laughs> <laughs> so stupid but it's funny it's good it's a good the old switcheroo it's good the truth is that rick moranis is universally charming yes should be in more movies yes I think I fell in love with him a little bit. I think I take back everything I said about him not being cute. He gets he's like he's not the comic relief in this movie. He's the kind of like bedrock of yeah. the, and you know he's the the heart like but he gets a few moments mm-hmm. and he's just like he's just not like a comedy powerhouse. He's just like got timing and yeah. just a energy about him that's good. It's likable. He's very likable. Yes. He's very charming. I uh, also have a, a couple of lines here. <laughs> Um, nobody calls me a dipshead except my sister. <laughs> that was down, definitely that was allergy uh, kid. Allergy kid. That's definitely something that I would say. If I were being cool. Um, and then the weird line is so. Do you remember the love interest name? The mom, Junior's mom. No. Anyway, Junior's mom at one point says to Rick Moranis, "I had no idea you'd be like this." <laughs> Like she knew him when she was little, but it and felt then, like an insult, yeah, even at it, the time. But it was like he like runs with it and is like, "What'd you think of it?" Or whatever, it turns <laughs> it into like a kind of flirty thing. But it was like, who would ever say that to him? It felt unnatural. <laughs> yeah. Got anything else? Let me look over, over my notes. Dad in love with brother's sister, brother's wife. No, oh, we, yeah. we already established yeah, that. that. I put Wilbur is my favorite. And I thought that would come back and be like very funny to talk about, but they never Wilbur? show. Wilbur is the old man in the diner. Oh yeah, who was rooting for the Giants, and yeah. he was like, "You don't remember what year it is?" And he goes, "I know." Yeah, 
And I wrote, I loved it. I'm like, Wilbur's my favorite. They never showed Wilbur Yeah, he doesn't again. get really anything else. No. Although they, they are the ones that find out about Spike and tell the two old men that are arguing in the coffee shop. They call... Yes, the, the and, coaches. and that felt like an unfinished storyline and just yeah. that, like, they're in the same room making the same phone call, but it's like... Why? Yeah. Like, we're going to trick them, but there was actually a boy. Right. Yeah, I, th- maybe there was a B story there that got got cut or something, yeah. but it was... Yeah, that was weird. Um, it's a full-service gas station, Rick Moranis. Yes, that's right. And yeah. what I also liked is that as the football game began... Which it's unrealistic that they would be able to hear them as well as they could over right. the lot. Like yeah. the whole, I would say, audience could <laughs> could hear the coaches, even the they, people in the balconies, <laughs> as they were flipping the coin. Yeah, and they were arguing and kind of like, uh, what's it called? Bantering. Uh, I'm trying to one up each other right, and yeah. intimidate each other. They were trash talking. Yeah, and it's all on mic. It leads um, to – I thought it would reveal – I thought something would happen later where the whole town would be like gasp. Right. Uh, the Heisman Trophy winner, who we all adore, is actually an asshole. Right. But instead, there was no reaction. Yeah. But they did make a bet. So if you'll remember, I said earlier in my recap that the older brother owned a car dealership and the younger brother, Rick Moranis, owns a gas station. And Foreshadowing. They, they bet it against each other. And yeah. they said whoever wins, Gets both. winner takes yeah. all. And Rick Moranis walks away and says, what am I doing? Why right. did I do that? Or whatever. I'm like, okay. But another storyline that we did not mention is that there's a water tower. Right. In the town. And in the beginning, which is a flashback, the boy, you tell it because you had to remind me what they said. Yeah. When, they, when they're showing them as little kids, the, um, they play a little football game and the older brother doesn't pick the little brother and he's like, well, you're no good or whatever. But then he kind of tries to cheer him up in his dickhead way and mm-hmm. is like, you just wait. One one day our name's going to be on this water tower. And then they fade to now and it's just him. It's just the older brother. It's like the home – Urbania, Ohio, hometown of Kevin O'Shea. And he's a Heisman Trophy winner and it's basically – So at the end of the movie, the only thing that Rick Moranis really wants, he doesn't want the dealership. He just wants his – both of their names. So now it says the O'Shea brothers, which is – Stupid. Really lame. <laughs> They're also going to coach a team together. Yes. They're going to merge I, the teams. And I will one say. One town, one team. Ed O'Neill was a realistic bad guy in this yeah. movie because he does have a heart. There's a yeah. couple of scenes, one in particular where he's, uh, Becky has just found out that, I don't know, there's going to be cheerleaders and that, oh, is this after the kissing conversation? No, she saw, I think. It was oh, after she, she saw uh, Junior flirting with uh, her cousin. Yeah, her cousin. Yeah, who's, who's a, cheerleader. a cheerleader, right? And she's in the diner by herself, and she's sad. And her uncle Ed O'Neill comes in, yeah. and he cheers her up. And outside of the one manipulative thing he says, which is also true, right? Which is that like he's never going to see you. As a sex object, as right. you're playing football. Yeah. <laughs> but he says it in a different way. But he basically says, like, if you're his teammate, he's going to see you as a teammate. Right. You know, he doesn't say quit the team. Right. But, but he does say, bit, like, yeah. you have a better chance with him if you quit the team. Right. And then he also says very sweetly that she's beautiful as right. he's leaving. Yeah. But he's actually listening to her and he actually cares for her. Right. 
you know, I, you got to think the reason, if you're going to take this movie seriously, which I don't think you should, but if you were, the reason she loves football is probably because of her uncle. Right. You know, yeah. in the beginning, she's trying out for her uncle's team. Yeah. She is uh, wanting to impress him. They all expect, her aunt expects, she's like, she's the best one out there and he doesn't right. pick her. He's it's a natural. a huge surprise. And he's yeah. just like, what? You can't have a she's girl, a girl. On your team. I'm yeah. here to win. Yeah. So it's like, it's more like he just got, he gets carried away. Mm-hmm. Like he has a good heart. And he's sexist, but, he, you know, he's, he just gets carried away with these things. And then he eventually kind of comes down to earth. And he does, but at the end of the movie, even though it's only because he got you know, beat. And he but, knows he's a great player, too, because as soon as their team forms, the other team, he's yeah. like, we have to destroy Becky. She's right. all they've got. And so right. he sets up this, like, ridiculous pillow mattress with her face on it in their living room and yeah. he this is the hijinky thing that i kind of forgot about because yeah, it's, it's stupid but he like yeah. tries to tackle this mattress that his wife is holding and she jumps out of the way and he crashes through an upstairs window yeah and then into lands a on, pool lands on his oh, balls that's one right. of the balls jokes and then into a pool how could i forget yeah um that's also in the diner when he's talking to becky he says does veronica like archie <laughs> and, and we were like Yes. <laughs> We're like, wait, which one's Veronica? <laughs> I've been caught catching up with, is that Riverdale? Riverdale. Mm-hmm. Um, it's weird how that 20, 26 years later is relevant, but for a different reason. Right. Anyway, um, we get some real football player acting in this movie. John Madden. Oh, right. Emmett Smith. We've got some real cameos. And this is, yeah. this is, um, Something I feel very passionate about, Tell like McDonald's everything. French fries. Okay. Beef uh, tallow. Right. Um, cameo in the dictionary yeah. is when someone plays themselves. Right. Yeah. A cameo is not a when a huge appearance. celebrity shows up and plays someone else. That's right. not a cameo. Right. So these are. These are actual cameos. cameos. Like, yeah. like Shania Twain and I Heart Huckabees. Right. Best cameo of all time. Yes. One might argue. He made her eat uh, tuna fish? Chicken. He told her it was tuna and it was chicken. I don't know. It's been a while. Good movie, though. I do like it. How am I not myself? <laughs> I'm at the fire. Where are you guys? <laughs> it's a good movie. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, they're actual cameos. And I we just got, want to put it out there the other- that don't say that word wrong around me because I will correct you. Yeah, she's going <laughs> to... She's going to tell you what for. And you'll say the English language changes, bitch. <laughs> Get over Catch it. Up. <laughs> Cameo, what's the word word up? <laughs> word up. Um, Alison Krauss's favorite band. It, what? Yes, she loves Cameo. <laughs> what? That's right. Okay. Trivia. All right. Um. That's, I want to talk about, I want to do a whole episode on that. That's all I got. Okay. Um, who, there, who else was that? There was John. I only knew Emmett, Emmett Smith. Smith and I knew that the coach was a famous guy, but I don't know his name. John Madden. He does a nice bit. So John oh, yeah. Madden was known for, well, he's a, he was Sega a famous Genesis. coach. Yeah. Well, yeah, he was a famous coach, but before that, you know, and he was a famous um, uh, broadcaster. Okay. I mean, he was a player before that. He got most famous as a, as a Super Bowl winning coach, and then he for what was team? A, a famous uh, Raiders. Okay. Raiders. And then he was a famous uh, broadcaster. And when this was when this came out, he would have still been a, a broadcaster. He was charming. He had a charming energy. Yeah. yeah he yeah. knew he was in a movie. 
playing himself. Yeah. And he hammed it up. Yeah. But the football players themselves. Mm. Yeah. There was a lot of, you know, they're not actors. They're trying. So Emmett Smith is on the Dallas, was on the Dallas Cowboys. Maybe he was number 22. Yeah. Good job. Okay. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks. I don't know who the other guys were. I bet I would recognize their names. I'm going to look it up. Okay, cool. Let's see. Do you know what team? Were they all Cowboys? I don't know. Let's see. Okay, you're going to love these. Fantastic. Steve Entman. Mm-mm. Bruce Smith. I, Bruce Smith, I think, was on the um, Bills. Um, 90s football fans are going to like get really <laughs> mad about this. Uh, you're going to lose some Patreon. Tim Brown, I think, was on the Raiders at least at one point. You know, they were all... Are the Raiders still a team? Please forgive me. Yes, they are moving to uh, Vegas. This, I think this season is going to be their first Will they official. still be the Raiders? Yes. Yeah. But they have been in L.A.? Yeah, they were in Oakland, and then they were in... Well, they were in L.A., then Oakland, then back oh. to L.A., and then, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. That's great. Anyway, it doesn't matter. I don't know. They, <laughs> they were bad is the point. They were bad at acting. That's the important thing. Um, but but they it was also them, cute. It was charming. They get to interact with the kids. John Madden was the best one. He did pretty well and obviously has the most on-camera experience. And uh, But he did a, a good bit. He's known for like drawing on the screen, and so he's like pulls out a map and is like, we went through the highway here and we're going to Canton to, yeah, because they're going to the Football Hall of Fame. Somewhere back in my lizard brain, I knew that. Yeah. Like it was familiar to me that that was a shtick of his in some way. Yeah. It's a good bit. It also happened uh, in in the plot. The whole point of the football players coming was uh, they had just lost Spike. So Spike is the new player with abs. They had Spike (laughs) for like a a rehearsal. (laughs) (laughs) And then um, the dad came and got him. So they were all dejected. Like, what are we going to do now that we don't have Spike? Yeah. Because he clearly was going to dominate on the field. And so then, you know, they're all sort of riding their bikes home sad and allergy. No, that's not allergy kid. It's wimpy kid. Yeah. It's a little baby Shay. Yeah. Our friend Shay has a son, Briggs, and it looks just like both of them. Yeah. Um, and he sees this bus go by and that's when I want to say Vince Lombardi, but <laughs> it's not. Yeah. John Madden busts out and <laughs> right. does a little map it and then he comes to. A... And then he's like, here, let's, let's help out at your practice. Yeah. And all of a sudden they're back at practice. Yeah. I guess with these. I mean, you, you could probably get a team of football players back to practice if you're like, Hey, I've without, got John Madden. And... Without cell phones, Steve? You yell. We used to yell a lot more. Back in the day, in the 90s. That is funny. I was just telling a story just yesterday about my mom, how I used to play in the neighborhood, maybe the equivalent of like two blocks away right. at uh, my friend Aaron's house. And Aaron had a trampoline. So we would always go to Aaron's house oh, yeah. and jump on the trampoline. And then my mom would whistle, the kind where you put both pinkies oh, in your wow. mouth. I've always you know? wanted to be able to do that. And that's how I knew it was time to go home. But so wow. did Aaron. And he would look at me and... His shoulders would mm. sh- would sag, and he'd say, "See you tomorrow." Oh. <laughs> <laughs> We'd have to wait eight whole hours to start jumping on a trampoline right. again. I, also, there's one scene that uh, that I'm out of stuff, but uh, they're doing like a showing everybody getting ready for things, and they show uh, the cousin. I can't remember her name. Uh, the cheerleader. The cheerleader brushing her pom pom like it's a doll. <laughs> good doll. We all burst in. <laughs> that was very funny. That, that was, was a good, good montage. Yeah. Um, do you have anything else that you want to kind of touch on? I didn't have any other notes. You've I think explored all your tomboy uh, 
issues? Do you yeah, I think so. I think so. I think it was well represented. Yeah. You know, she came back to her roots as a tomboy. I love football, but my name is Becky. You know? Yeah. She dominated on the field. No one ever made her feel bad for being good at football. No. No one ever made her feel ugly for being a football player or not the, being. The, the, some of the Cowboys kids did. Some of the other team kids. Were yeah, like... but it, it struck me as like sort of like regular teasing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like it's like there was one time when they were coming off at halftime and they said, you know, you should quit now, girls, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And like to me, a joke like that, though it is rooted in homophobia, isn't the like the worst thing you can right, say. Yeah, it's sort of yeah. standard fare right. that you have to get used to in your job. All right, listen up, ladies. Like that whole yeah. vibe. Um, all right, you want to go to the verdict? Yes. Let's do it. You know what we didn't discuss? What? There's a scene between Becky and Junior where yeah. they talk about kissing. Yes. Becky is sitting out on this log, looking mm-hmm. at the lake, watching, watching these teenagers make, make out hardcore. hardcore on this canoe. <laughs> and she's kind of gazing at them longingly. Yeah. <laughs> like, I wish I were making out. And then Junior runs up behind her and he puts his hands over her eyes. He's like, guess who? Guess and who, they, Junior? And they have a playful friendship. Yeah. Um, he, he just seems to me like he hasn't hit puberty yet. And I think right. it's played well. It's very realistic that he's just like, I don't know. I just want to play football. And you say, right. you're the coolest girl I know. And like, they have this kind of weird conversation about kissing where yeah. she's like, but don't you want to practice before you have to do it? And he's like, Ooh, kissing's gross. Right. And she's like, but you have to kiss. What does she say? To get a job or yeah. to get married. Yeah. Or if you want to have kids or get a job, you have to learn how to kiss. And he's mm. like, not to have kids. And she's like, but certainly to get a job. <laughs> That was that was a good bit. probably the weirdest part of the movie. Yeah, though. but it was interesting that they were sort of. She was kind of like she really put herself out there too. Yeah, I think I did not necessarily see myself in her now or at the time because I never would never would have that. talked yeah. to a crush right. like that. I yeah. would have avoided them like the plague. Like she, which she does at first, but it doesn't take her long before she's pretty aggressively like they're <laughs> like tackling each other and lingering right. on top. You know, right? Yeah. Which is cute. pretty aggressive for a 12-year-old. Like, yes. not in a bad way. I mean, like, in a go after go after a girl. Right. Get um, it. Okay, is it verdict time? LT, guest of the podcast. See. Do you want me to go first? What no, but I need, I need some rules. Okay. The because, rule- I mean, I listen to the podcast. I am a Patreon. Mm-hmm. But I feel like... I feel like I messed up when we did Titanic, and I know this isn't the right <laughs> time to, like... No, air the grievances. <laughs> What's up? I, I think I said that it... Your inner child was an idiot with Titanic yeah. because I found so many issues with it. Right. And then you and and Damon were like, "No, was, your inner child's not an idiot." Yeah, greatest movie ever made, even though you hated it as much as I did. <laughs> well, <laughs> so I feel I feel torn because okay. technically this is not a bad movie. Mm-hmm. It's it's okay, yeah. but it has so much fewer problems than you would expect of a movie of its caliber. Right. However, my inner child wasn't obsessed with this movie. Right. So are you are you gauging it against what your actual inner child thought? Or are you saying this movie is good now? Well the good or news bad is now. The good news is we're making this all up as we go along. Right. Um I like I, rules, D. I would say we're going more about like 
is this worth going back and watching now as okay. an adult? That's a good rubric. And whether you were into it or not, that's co- sort of like you can kind of caveat your whole phrase. You know, if you want to be like, I thought this sucked. Right. And now I'm like, it wasn't so bad. You know, then you can say that. But my gut says my inner child was not an idiot. Even though this is not the best movie ever made. Yeah. Even though I never thought I would watch it again. Yeah. We laughed a lot. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I 100% I ne- agree with you. I never attack. got yeah. I never got bored. Yeah. Um I thought it had some good things to say. It was a, a feel good movie. I feel good. You know, we could be watching a primary democratic debate right now and having chest pains and anxiety. But instead we're thinking about how tomboys do exist. We're having a little bit of vertigo and we're watching a feel good movie. That's a lot. Much yes. Better. Okay. Uh, what do you think? What's your verdict? I agree with you. Your inner child is not an idiot. This, um, there's so many movies, especially like the kind that we watch for this podcast that are like, oh, it's a kid movie. And they feel like that's an excuse to not have character development. Right. It's an excuse to have only stupid jokes. It's an excuse to have just like a barely thread together plot. Like, and it's basically pretty insulting. But when you rewatch these things, you're like, not only, I mean, I was a kid, so I, you know, I'm forgiving myself and all other kids that liked it, but like, how dare you? Right. Put this out and be like, it's for kids. Who gives a fuck? Right. Like, screw you. And this movie is not that. It's it's not some amazing movie no. like that you're going to go back and be like, holy shit. But it's charming and it actually touches on some some touchy subjects right. like um, struggling with, um, you know, puberty and like being a tomboy versus like exploring your sexuality as you come into that and uh, misogyny and like sexism and like that kind of stuff. It's not a deep movie. It doesn't go deep into those right. things, but it touches on them and it does it well. Like it touches – like it does sensitively I think, mm-hmm. especially for the era. Right. For sure. It's like an A plus for the era. For now, you'd give it like an A minus B oh, plus. You I know, had, it was such a fun experience. It's like when you listen to an album a lot, yeah, in middle school, and then you don't listen to it for a really long time, and right. then when you go back and listen to it, there's that awesome feeling of like all the words come back to you, yeah. and um, it was kind of like that. I don't know. <laughs> Start singing that song. Oh, so good. <laughs> You know, when when someone with that article was at last year and they were like, Jagged Little Pill isn't as good as everyone remembers. Oh. I wanted to punch through my laptop screen. Just wait till we get to all the throwing copper anniversaries. I'm going to be all over that. <laughs> I'm oh, right there with you. I feel it coming back again. Pretty um, good, Deej. Thank you. Um, I yeah, studied. the nostalgia came back to me yeah, in totally. waves. Like when when she shows up on the screen, you were saying that like, oh, Icebox, like you remember her nickname. And yeah. I immediately remembered like, oh, she's the good player. She's right. basically she the coach. She wasn't a kicker. She was like This whole badass. thing is her idea. Yeah. She's not like just, oh, I want to play football. Yeah. How do you play football, dad? She's like yeah. the football player of the movie. Yeah. And she's, I mean, uh, she's still got like the kind of like. Kid acting vibe, but she does really well, that the actress. And, you know, didn't uh, – she did this and then uh, American President yeah. and then – Which I, I looked it up on IMDb and I've, I've never realized this, but it's called The American President. Yeah. I've always thought it was An American President. Oh. You're thinking of An American Tale? Is that <laughs> is that Five? No. We should watch that just because I want to sing that song with Damon and you. Okay. Okay. I'll watch it. Um, I'll watch anything. 
Except scary movies. Except scary movies. Yeah, both. <laughs> but it's funny, like, <laughs> Damon and I are the same. We're like, should we do this one? We're like, nah. Too scary. <laughs> it's too, too scary. scary. Um, what do you think, everybody? Why don't you email us? Your inner child is an idiot at gmail.com. You can even email LT at that address. I'll, I'll let her know about it. I'll answer. I won't, I won't keep a secret. You can call us, leave us a message at 615-576-0525. Play it on the show. Um, you can find us on all the social medias, all that kind of crap. Uh, LT, do you have anything you want to plug? I don't. Okay, great. Uh, <laughs> hold on, let me Don't follow that. me. I'm private everywhere. You know. Oh, yeah. Private Ever, everywhere. Private everywhere. LT, private everywhere. Um, do you want to talk about your, your newest cat? You want to talk about corn dog? Sure, I'll talk about corn dog okay. a little bit. She's um, very small. So I have to start with hot dog. Okay. Uh, we had a cat for over 10 years named hot dog. Who's actually, that's to be almost 20. RIP. Yeah. Punch the mic. In, yeah. In DJ made across. Um, she was beloved and she was very unique looking. Yes. A teeny tiny kind of blue cat with mm. a flat face mm. and looked uh, ancient and wise. Yes. She looked at all, of both like the oldest and wisest and youngest mm. and most kitten like. At the same cat, time. At the same time. Basically, I found her clone on the internet, and I had to have her. And she is the Pet Cemetery 2 version <laughs> of Hot Dog. And if you want to see videos, you can request me on Instagram. And you will be denied. And I might, if, I, if we have mutual <laughs> friends, we are like, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, she <laughs> pisses at me when I pet her. She has her sounds confused, I think. Right, because when I pet her, she doesn't run away, but she goes. Yeah. She has like a growl. Mm. Yeah, instead of purring, she just kind of growls. But she also does purr sometimes. I think she just she has. purr sometimes. I, th- I feel like a, there's a tinier cat living inside her just pulling levers, being like, oh, is this it? I'm kind of happy. I don't know. She's weird, man. Yeah. I shouldn't have done it. <laughs> Pretty, I'm just kidding. It's a cute cat. We're obsessed with her, but yeah. she's not hot dog. She's her own. She's her own beast. Yeah, she's corn dog. That's right. Um, we want to thank our patrons. Do you want um, me to help you read these? Do you want to read every other like Damon does? Do you want me to make it bigger? Yeah, yeah, make it bigger. Yeah, I'm ready. You want to start since it's a friend of yours? Uh, mm-hmm. We want to thank our patrons, including Lindsay Nell, the supreme ruler of this podcast, Jason Skurvman. Uh, yeah, yep, Scurve him. Uh, Little Flick, Just Cuz, Jacob Graham, Christine in Brooklyn, His Honor the Mayor, Jeremy Powlin, Joshua Nicholson, Karen Curd, Larissa Maestro, Dan McIntyre, Ghosts in the Burbs, Jonathan Day. Thank you guys very much. We appreciate your support. If you want to become a patron like them, patreon.com slash your inner child is in Do it. It's worth it. It's, uh, t- it's so rewarding. <laughs> Not literally, but just no. emotionally. For sure. Um, and, uh, if you don't want me to text you, keep that credit card up. That's right. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody. Um, I'm just going to pop this snot bubble that's coming out of LT's nose real quick. There we go. <laughs> that was good. You're so much better reading those names than Damon is. <laughs> He's always like, what is that? You can't tell. No, I'll never, he'll never hear that.